Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Coming up in the Holderness Family Podcast. You've got questions. We think we have the answers. It is hard to reverse the parenting style, which up until this point has been just purely helicopter. Your helicopter parenting continues. <laughs> Everything from ADHD. Well, Megan, people talk about ADD as a weakness, as an Achilles foot. To parenting our parents. Every word that you say needs to be said out of love. You need to let them allow you to help them. And how to get through dinner with terrible kids. But the questions we always ask was, what are you grateful for today? Bring your A-game as far as being engaging with your kids when you're eating. Men are kind of idiots until they turn 29 or so. I've heard that from people before. And away we go. I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. And we are the Holderness family, both on Facebook, Instagram, and now in the podcast world. Yes. Well, uh, we love to make goofy, funny family videos uh, that make you laugh. Yeah. This is hopefully going to make you laugh a little bit, maybe smile, but also, and particularly this week, make you think. Uh, this week, we are tackling all sorts of things. We're tacking, tackling ADHD and how um, you know that affected Penn at different stages in his life, and also parenting our parents. And then Kim, that's me, I'm changing my parenting style and how I'm kind of like a um, recovering from being a helicopter parent. And these are all from our questions that we got from our podcast group, which is this amazing group. It's now 10,000 strong, which I learned during the podcast. I'm acting like I know this, but in just a second, you're going to see that I had no idea about this. Anyway, of, uh, of really like uh, largely parents who 
are incredibly engaging and care about the way that they're doing things and for some reason think that we can give them advice. So if you can do us a favor, would you mind to hit the subscribe button wherever you're hearing this podcast? If you're driving, don't do it right now. But once you're parked, hit the uh, on iTunes. It's a purple button. You hit subscribe. <clears throat> Excuse me, clearing my throat there. Let me clear my throat. That always makes me think of that. I love that song. Oh my god, so good. And is there anything else to that song? Yeah. And while I'm on the beach, let me clear. If y'all want to party like we do, yeah. If y'all want to party like. Yeah. yeah, my brother was a college DJ, and that song slaps. That is a good song. That is a guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, a um, and that is a. It's still to this day. It's like, a banger. It's a banger. Yep. Okay. Anyway, um, if you could leave us a rating and review, we're asking a lot of you. If you could leave us a rating or review, a review. I, I did, here's one from last week. Kim and Penn are easy to listen to, insightful, funny, especially Kim, and real without making <laughs> jokes out this, of everything. Why does this keep happening? Thanks Thanks for letting us in and dishing out some really useful advice along the way. That is from Fly Girl 0609. <laughs> Thanks, Fly Girl. By the way, always 100% dream of mine was to be a Fly Girl in a living color. That was my dream. Do you think that's J-Lo? Who, it is J-Lo. Who it is Maybe so J-Lo. Yeah, I'm sure J-Lo listens. It's all of the comments are like, you guys are great. And then there's a little side thing like, especially Kim. And like, do I even need to be here? Yes, you do. Are you sure? Because you can sing. It's largely your voice in these yeah. podcasts, and I'm okay with it. Okay. But the comments are reflecting that. <laughs> okay. So on that note, away we go. Hey, so another summer camp for our kids because they are the luckiest children ever. Yeah. We really, I don't want to say spoiled them because they're great kids and I like to give them good experience. But yeah, we've spoiled them. Well, so here's the thing. This summer camp we signed up for a long time ago, and we're working parents. And (laughs) so sometimes sending your kids away for an amazing time is the best way, best version of childcare. But that being said, we had this is one of those summer camps where you have to like wake up at 6 a.m. on a specific day because, and we haven't gotten in the last two years, I'll be honest. So this year we got in for both kids at the same week, which is like you have to move the sun and the stars and get them to align to get that to work out. So today, yesterday, was drop-off day. So we're recording this on the Monday. So that was Sunday. Um, and here's the thing with this round of summer camp. I let them, I handed them the packing list and I handed it to my children and I let them pack for themselves. Yeah, it was pretty funny that the first round of this, yes, Lola thought that packing... Meant just putting it on the floor. And that someone would just put it in their bag. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. oh, no, 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 no. So here's, and I, here's, here's everything you need. And then... I did for for a little guy, I did kind of a once over because I said grab seven pair of underwear and he grabbed two. And I was like, okay, let's I mean that's how much he normally wears in a week. Well, I was gonna say, and it's <laughs> summer camp and it's just like I'm like and but I was we were so busy last week. We had a lot of stuff going on that I'm like, I'm gonna trust that you put a toothbrush in there. I'm gonna t- trust that you put rain boots in there. Okay, foreshadowing. So first of all, I I'm going to, yes, I have been trying to get our kids into this camp for two years. It's just like a good old-fashioned summer camp, like archery and, you know, swimming in a lake. It's just very old-fashioned summer camp. The way you said archery, it sounded like 
I don't know. Archery. Archery. You sounded sounded Midwestern, I'm just going to say. Well, I love the Midwestern peoples. So Penn stayed back to work, and I did the two-and-a-half-hour drive to get them out there. I get them there, and first of all, everybody is packed in, like, a trunk. Everybody has, like, a trunk. We just packed duffel bags for our kids. I'm like, why does everybody have a trunk? And Because there's no, like place to put your clothes so they're just in this duffel bag i was like okay it's pouring down rain by the way everybody also has rain gear and umbrellas i have no umbrella i have no rain gear do you really think they would wear the rain gear if they had well it? no no but that's the thing i'm like okay guys go dig the raincoats that you packed that were on the list out of your bag neither of them bought ra- brought raincoats neither of them packed rain boots so i'm in the car i'm like okay let's make a run for it i start helping them unpack I don't think our son packed a toothbrush. Do you I, think he would actually use it? No, but it's one of those things where I have to let that go. I have to, my job as a parent is to give them more independence and that this stage in life, I need to be able to trust them that they can take care of themselves. But I do know that my children are wet and cold, you know. They're not cold. I know, but they're, I know, but like, I do need to trust them, but my mommy brain is like, oh my God, I want to ship them like a, a raincoat. And I, I did ship them rain boots though, because they didn't, I, I'm shipping them rain boots. But, um, because it, and everybody packed 47 pairs of shoes. My kids have the one pair, they have flip flops and the sneakers that were on their feet. That's all you need. I know, but everybody packed so many other shoes. Why do you need so many shoes? Like I don't know. Like I, it's it's a mystery to me, and I feel very. I feel like I I want to be the mom that's really on top of it. But when it comes down to it, I'm not the mom that's on top of it. Yeah, yeah. So my kids are um, wet and cold and lonely and missing me. Can I jump in here? Yeah, <laughs> they're not missing you. I know that's true. They're not wet. They're not cold. You're having a little bit of a thing, like a little bit of a breakdown here about camp, which I I'm, I bet there's other mothers or even fathers who have this, where you feel like you're not setting them up for the best possible situation. I remember camp. I wore a, the same bathing suit every day. Yeah. And I don't think I wore a shirt until the dance. Ooh, did you on dance the last, with anybody? Probably. Probably like if you remember that uh, that Howard Jones song from Napoleon Dynamite where yeah. he was dancing with Deb, or maybe that was Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper. And his, you know, like you were barely touching hips with like your middle finger of your yeah, hand and the rest of you. Yeah, leave room for the Holy Spirit. Yeah, there, there was definitely, there was room for two Holy Spirits. <laughs> but I'm just sitting here listening to you and I'm kind of giggling because I don't think, I think I, I don't think I ever wore shoes. I'm sure I got some kind of like trichinosis from, and and I went to a less nice camp than the one that you took them to. Yeah, I wore the same bathing suit because you jumped in the pool every day, or in the lake, or in some sort of spot. And that's fine. And when it rained, you know what? You know what I did? I went outside, and you know what happened? I got wet. I know it was eighty degrees, but this is where I really have been trying to turn. It, It is hard to reverse the parenting style, which. Up until this point, it's been just purely helicopter. Like helicoptering was my MO because I was a news reporter and anything terrible that happened to kids was like my beat. So I, but this summer, you guys, I'd be super proud of me. I'm putting them in charge of like a lot of their own care and their own feeding and like giving them a lot more independence. And it has been a struggle, but I am trying to, it is hard to make a change to your parenting style and I'm doing it. And by letting them pack, yeah, I'm just trying to get over the fact that I feel like I've left them. I'm their pack, their bags were so empty. 
I it, it's going to be hysterical. I think they packed. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. My son will not brush his teeth anyway. You realize so. at this point you're just working this out for yourself. I know. Everyone I'm, else is laughing. Not laughing. Everyone else is like, oh, Kim's doing this thing. Yeah. But Karen so, was there. Uh, you, Okay. Karen, oh, Karen on the kidding. treadmill? Yeah. No, kidding. I'm sure there are a lot of Karen. Oh, no, no, no. So, by the way, Karen is the, and I, I, I love I love people named Karen, but there just happened to be one Karen who sent me a really mean message. So, Karen has taken on like this persona on this podcast, and apologies to all other Karens. Um, but there was this very, very sweet, kind woman who was dropping her, her daughter off at camp the first time, had brand new bedding, like a comforter bedding that she was like unzipping. And and then like brand new sheets and brand new this and like this gorgeous trunk that had the kid's name on it and everything like per- and I was like oh my god wait wait and, it, and she wasn't being mean to me and Karen's usually mean but I was like oh, I should have done that I should be that person meanwhile did the kids seem to care no okay like do you think the kids want their name embroidered on uh bag maybe or on their I mean, shirts I'm not, do you not... think they want smocking with their initials on it maybe like my kids but i'm just not organized enough to do that so all right so <laughs> your helicopter parenting continues <laughs> i'm just gonna say okay. because you ordered them boots this morning you were up before i was <clears throat> going online researching the best waterproof boots well because it's supposed to rain all week and and then you also uh, were up last night spending several hours looking at the pictures that had already been taken at camp. And right, but well, that's did, normal. Well, what did you see in those pictures? No, they're happy. It's fine. We're moving She's on. She's having a blast. No, no. I, like, don't move on. You need to hear this because you're being an amazing mom. You are you you care about these kids and you obviously love them, but you need to know that they're having a great time. I know, I know. They're having the time of their lives. They're okay. having the time of their lives. Okay, so don't. Let me, I, I know you want to move on, but I need to say something out loud after all of this, and that is that you're doing a good job. And sometimes not doing everything is an even better job than looking over them and packing everything they can. Maybe they'll learn a little bit of a lesson. Maybe like they won't be able to say, hey, mommy, I didn't have any boots. All they could say is, hey, mommy, I didn't read the packing list like you asked me to. Yeah. So it's okay. Yep. What you've kind of like, no 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 I, I we're good. this was not not supposed to be about the whole podcast yeah. that was just what's going on in our lives that's okay look yeah. that's I think it's okay to talk about our lives yeah. and now we have an entire week without our kids which of course we scheduled with so many things that we're not going to be able to breathe mm-hmm. and that's yeah a lot of work for this us. week it'll be good okay so we're moving on yeah Kim seems to be in a better place yeah and we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, some of your comments from the Holderness family podcast group which I finally got to join this yeah, week so, so for some like administrative reason Penn couldn't join as himself because I think any anyway so he had to create a new Facebook persona um, who is Karen first name Karen on on a treadmill last name yeah so if she's you see, Russian yeah if you see Karen on a treadmill uh, in the Facebook group, that's Penn. So, um, but he, Penn goes, I can see why you like this group. Everybody's so nice. Oh my gosh. There's over 10,000 members now. It's, is it over 1,000 or 10,000? 10, 10,000. Oh my gosh. Thanks for being here, Penn. Well, I'm, I'm, I don't, you know what? I don't really look at numbers that much. I try <laughs> to, I try numbers. to focus on quality content. No, but Karen um, has been mentioned all like my phone started. I had to get off the phone <clears throat> and go back to my original Facebook page because she's more popular than I am. Yeah, do you have she a lot gets, of friend requests? She gets more friend requests and gets more notifications than me. Oh, Karen. And so I don't know how to uh, accept the friend requests. Or, like I'm not a big – I don't go on Facebook much. Yeah. And so uh, – but 
I did kind of scroll through. And man, not only is everyone really supportive, but great perspectives. I feel like we're not alone. It's a lot of people going through the same things as us. Uh And it's interesting because even though, I mean, sometimes we ask for it, but even when we don't ask for it, there are people in this group, I think, who have listened to the podcast who think that we're good at giving advice about things. That's crazy. It is. I think that we know, like we know based on our life experience, what works for us. And we, I I do love to share what has worked for us, knowing that it might not work for you. Yeah. And we, I will say we have actively done the work to be married to each other and to talk about it and to bring in people who are counselors and experts in it. And I think the podcast itself has made us better at this, at giving advice, because it kind of forces us into doing it on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to answer some questions. Yeah. Are you excited about this? I'm so excited. The doctor is in. Dr. Gil. Kim. Or do you, what's, you need a doctor persona. Oh, no. Yeah. Dr. L- Dr. Just... Laura Schlesinger. No. no not going to work? No. I gotta okay. work. Already taken. Uh, okay. And I want you, I want you, I'm going to ask the question, then I want you to answer um, in your voice of Dr. Phil. That's going to get old really fast. I know. It'll get old really fast, but just do this first one. Okay. Uh, my 10-year-old son, this is from Megan Marie, by the way. Tell oh, my people. gosh. Okay. <laughs> so this was the first one I read? Yeah. All right. So m- imagine Megan Marie, spelled M-E-G-H-A-N, Marie. I don't have great eyesight, especially on laptops. Like, my vision is degenerating. I'm becoming farsighted. I swear I looked at it and I thought it said Meghan Markle. He really thought I'm Meghan like, Markle had... Meghan Markle is writing in our podcast group. Yeah, so A, he thought Meghan Markle had found us on Facebook as if the queen would allow her to have Facebook and then requested access to this podcast group and then asked a question. And she has a 10-year-old son. And he's like... That's scandalous. I know. Like, why didn't the tabloids well, she pick was up married on that? before. Anyway, uh, Megan Marie asked, Meghan my 10-year-old... Merkel, Megan Mar- who knows? Maybe, maybe you have a burner. Maybe you have a burner like Facebook account, Karen on a treadmill. Maybe this is Megan Markle's burner. It account. probably is. Okay, my ten-year-old son is diagnosed with ADHD. Maybe a podcast touching this subject uh, on the subject how Penn addressed it at different points in his life. We do have a podcast that we did early on, like a year ago, about ADHD, and we talked to a. a expert about it. But I think that is a good question about different points in your life and about how it helped and and hurt you well megan people talk about add as a weakness as an achilles foot or heel excuse me an achilles heel an achilles i don't know what an achilles foot is i believe that add could be your superpower if you harness it the right way if you don't harness it you're gonna have a problem okay are we done thanks dr phil no. Okay. So this is a great question. So she, I think the key point is at different points in his life. So we talked about how ADD affected me uh, in my relationship with Kim at great length. And, you know, th- that part of it, you, you just have to be aware that you have ADD. I think at that point, when you're an adult, you have an advantage because you, you say it out loud. It's, I, I've got this. And, and so here's how I'm working on it. And you let people know, when you are spacing out and say, look, I'm sorry, I didn't hear all of that. Do you mind saying it again? And if, you know, if you've been diagnosed with something like this, there should be a little bit of grace awarded towards you when it comes to that. I think you also find the times when that extra energy and spontaneity and creativity is, is really flowing and don't just reserve that to yourself or to your friends. Get your family involved in that. Mm-hmm. Let them be part of your enthusiasm and your energy, Let, especially your kids. Because kids respond really well to crazy 
bizarre, spontaneous energy. I, I think uh, on the partner side, I, he, I I have like, <laughs> this is not, I've had to adjust expectations, not to sure. say I have low expectations of you, honey, because I don't have low expectations. No, you don't. But I do know that like we have a weekly meeting about like, what kind of content we're going to make this week? What are we going to shoot this week? And I know that I have him for about 30 minutes. So, and after that, like he wants to get to work. He wants to do it. So anything beyond that about like numbers and, and you know, yeah, analytics and all that right stuff. Now listening to it. Exactly. That like, that is not, but that's, that's a conversation that like, that I can just have with somebody else because he is not going to stay tuned for that. Um, it, I think that, the the details and the organization of it like and that's where we both kind of suck is that we we aren't we aren't calendar people and it really we run into trouble because and that is a goal of we're getting better at it but to work about like writing things down planning out our week um and getting all that you know yeah and and it, that seems to work out well for the most part especially since when it is time for me to go a lot of times I've been I've been given a task to do something. Yeah. And, and then I go and I do it. So I would say, and Penn is absolutely right, that ADD or now, now everything's called ADHD and it's kind of like a spectrum. But right. I mean, you don't have the hyperactive part. But um, the ADD um, diagnosis, I think, is your superpower in that you can get hyper-focused on editing. And, you, and I think that you can you have amazing creative energy and you can get hyper focused on something which is which is a gift that i mean i super don't have um and you, it makes you a better editor because you know that if you get bored watching it other, everybody else is going to get bored watching it yeah so i think that it is the, in, in that way it has been a blessing um, but it's also why, like, you would never pick a career where you had to sit in a cubicle no. for ten hours a day. So I think in that way, it has been it has been a gift. But it it there are some partnering, like partnering somebody with ADD is an adventure. Mm-hmm. It is an adventure for sure. And that may not have been what Meghan Markle asked, but I think it's important that people know that yeah. that's, that's what it, that that's what it's like. She she was asking about kind of. Like how how did I deal with it in different points in my life? Right, and I'm I'm we're talking specific. <clears throat> I can only talk to you as a yes. partner. Yes, and that's and that part's important, right? Because uh, as Kim said, like she she understands the issue. I think we talk about it pretty openly, and she deals with it in a way that she wouldn't deal with, you know, someone who didn't have it. She would probably mm-hmm. expect more of me if I didn't if that wasn't part of my genetic makeup. But so different parts in life. Um, 10-year-old son, that, that really kind of jumped out at me because I started presenting, I think everyone starts presenting those traits when they're right around that age, maybe even a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. And it's important in school that you have like a strategy when mm-hmm. it comes to it. And all, no one person is the same when it comes to the disorder. What I did, I set a ton of short-term and long-term goals constantly. Whether that's making a list and checking it off, checking it twice, mm-hmm. um, or making a long-term goal, like I want to get into a good college, you have to have something that you're looking toward and try to take anything that you're doing and put it into that bucket. Now, it makes it hard because no one ever makes that goal, I'm going to clean my room. Right. You know, or I'm going to uh, do the dishes or I'm going to be a better listener to my sister. Th- those are the short-term goals where maybe you just like write it down in a list so you can check it off. 
Yeah. And I think that, um, like, this is off topic, but we joke about how you can, your superpower is you can write a song in five minutes and and you can get so focused on that and you're so bizarrely creative. But I think that comes out of this ADD. I think that the way your brain is wired is your superpower. And my superpower is something you know, totally different, but we have found success in our life because we've not tried to fight what our true gifts are. Yeah. Like my, my true gift, like I'm an empath, like I'm crazy empathetic, but I think that has led me to like, I know what people are. I have like my, I know what people are feeling and how they're thinking. So like I can come up with great ideas for Facebook videos that people will share. And that's like a weird gift as well. So I think finding, knowing in, in the, you're in the trenches if you have a 10-year-old son with ADHD, but knowing that it is like a, a huge gift. It's absolutely a gift. And I didn't have a wife the first 30 years of my life. <laughs> Thank God, because the first 20 would have been real weird. Well, I mean, yeah, uh, it, it would have. It would have been weird even even more so, because I, I think men are kind of idiots until they turn 29 or so. I've heard that from people before. Uh, you could stretch that a little bit. I'm kidding. Yeah. No, well, There's some right. frontal lobe stuff that we're still developing. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, but once you have a partner that kind of knows how to work with it, like Kim not only uh, puts up with my ADHD, we're at a point now where she depends on it for certain things. Right? 100%. And I am I guess my mom would have been the person who managed it in the early parts of my life. And so she managed it with the goals, mm-hmm. with setting goals. I don't know if she did it actively, but it worked. She gave me lists, just like you do, mm-hmm. that I had to check off and saw that I not only did I check them off, but for some reason... I worked faster because, and I did better because I wanted to, to, to like get it done faster than anyone expected me to. And I think that's what I've learned about working with you in, um, in, in this, like, we'll call it like a little company, like you and I create, we create videos and it's our business. I know that you work really well with a list and you work, you do so well about, you do really well at being told what to do. And it's, and it's, I can just give you an assignment and you go off and do it, which is, you are a doer, which is incredible. Um, and most people with ADHD are, they just need the direction for it, right? right. And so that's, but, but make sure you have some long-term goals as well. Yeah. I would say that because you can you can see those and you can figure out what you're doing to get closer to them. For me, it was athletics and, and college. And of course, the problem was once I got to college, I was like, oh, I'm done. Yeah. And I didn't study. Yeah, that's really funny. Yeah. So ADHD in college, you finally got on medication. But not until my senior year. Oh, okay. So uh, I, good grades, senior year, terrible grades, first three years. Well, we just talked about your mom, and um, and and there was a question about that from Rebecca Schlotterbeck. Schlotterbeck, that's an awesome last name. Um, just wanting to know about um, the difficulty of being a parent to your children and now finding yourself being a parent to your... Oh, that's a phone call. Who's call- And it's a double phone call. Who's calling? Oh, gosh. Sorry, go ahead. Who's calling? Who is it? That's Lola's tutor. Oh. Who's also your tennis partner? I mean, that's probably why he's calling. He's, he's not calling about Lola's but, math over the summer. But you never know, actually. You never know. You never know. Maybe he just wants to check in. Well, no, he's he's also mulling over, like, taking a new job. Like, we talk about other things. Okay. He's okay. one of those people who I talk to about, like, multiple things. Okay. Yeah. So, Rebecca wants to know um, what it's like, you know, you're parenting your children, which we're actively parenting our children, and then having to parent your parents. There's a frustration. There's guilt. There's stress. Um, how you handle it? pen and we can give some backstory here for new people yeah so my my mom and and both my mom and dad are presenting um 
signs of dementia at different levels. My mom is at the point where she's in a memory care unit now. So she's yeah. she's kind of living on her own away from her husband. Um, it is a fantastic facility oh that gosh. takes incredible care of her. And she's actually one of those few people who I think she was she and dad were struggling so much to live independently that once she got there, she has improved in some places instead of slipped, which is the opposite of how most people do. I think that like cognitively, she's still declining. For sure. For sure, cognitively. But she seems very happy because, well, there's, you know, there's a lot of help and assistance and consistent eating schedules and stuff, all those consistent things that people who are going through Alzheimer's dementia need that routine and it, it is the perfect place for that. Uh, but getting her to that point was, I mean, the reason why my sweet husband's hair turned a little more gray very quickly over the past year and a half is the stress of that. Seem to be noticing that. <laughs> well, you look at pictures from two years ago yeah, and it's like, wow. And, and, and that was, that was a huge, that was six months of there, we didn't make a lot of videos. There was a six-month period where we weren't putting out as many videos because his, I would say, 30 hours a week was trying to take care of his parents. And then recently, your your dad is showing the decline as well. Sure. You're driving him a lot of places. And so, um, and so you're, by the way, let's put out there that your brother and sister-in-law are angels and have, and have taken, like, shouldered a lot of this as well. So it's not just, um, not just St. Penn over there. So talk about, talk to me, Penn, what it's like. Well, she's asking about the frustration, guilt, and stress that comes with it all. And I had to get help from somebody outside of the family to understand a lot of this because it starts, a lot of it starts on that parenting side with having to have some frank conversations mm-hmm. so that they will allow you to help them. Mm-hmm. And you have to voice it in that way. Like, would you allow me to do this to help you? Um, because... Rightfully so. These people have built a life for themselves. They've raised you. They feel empowered to do whatever it is that they want to. But at a point, it, it sounds like what this person is saying is you have to parent them, which means you have to start making some decisions that and, they may not like. And I think that the way you frame that is a great way not just to help an aging parent, but to help anybody who resists help. Because by the way, I have like something I'm working on in my life, which is to allow people to help me. And I think when you frame it, can I can I do can will you allow me to do this? Yeah. Will you allow me to do this is a great way to frame it to someone who naturally resists help. It yeah. was a great piece of advice. I've used it multiple times. I think when it comes down to it, when it comes to frustration and stress and guilt, the guilt is I'm doing this to the person who raised me and the person who who made me who I am. Mm-hmm. And now I am taking away either this person's freedom or I am I'm making it less fun for this person to exist because they need to do things. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. In order to keep living and they have, you know, they, they're not as good at taking care of themselves as they used to. That's, that's my subjective reasoning. I'm guessing other people are dealing with something similar to this. But every word that you say needs to be said out of love. You need to let them allow you to help them. And then most importantly, when their response is irrational or more selfish than you're used to, or if their response is over and over the same thing, even though you're trying to tell them one thing and they're not hearing it over and over again, you have to treat your parent kind of like parenting them as an irrational toddler. Toddler. Yeah, it is. It is Benjamin Button, you guys, but not as cute. Uh, it <laughs> Super is, not as cute. It, it is they, the maturity level and all of these other things, and it's 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 actually caused by stress that's going through their head. Yeah, right, and also just the decline in their brains. They go back to having the emotional and decision making of someone who's much younger and maybe hasn't even reached full maturity yet. Yeah, and so. Uh, you have to be patient with them like you would be with a toddler who you tell several times to do something and they don't hear you. And you have to continue to love them and not get frustrated and say, why won't they Why won't they listen to me? The answer is because they can't anymore. Yeah, I have to say you, this is some, I'm so proud of you because, again, not my parents, but there have been some moments where your dad, right, you're saying, like, just the way Lola's brain is changing, just the way a toddler's brain is changing, you would never, like, be really offended by something she said out of anger at this moment because, you know, you deal with it in the moment, but like, oh, she didn't mean it, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but your dad has said some things that he's clearly not, he's clearly in a state of decline. And I have been a little selfish and got offended. And you know and, you're allowed to do and, that, by the way. But but that no, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. And you were like, you know what? He, it's it, it's it's you know he's fine. He doesn't mean it. And you are so good. And you you keep at it. And I know it's different because it's your dad. But um, yeah, I'm I'm really proud of you of how you're dealing with that. Thank you. I mean, just so you know, I say it out loud. And I, I, I've been taught this by a real guru when it comes to aging parents who's, who's outside of our family, who I'm so grateful for, and it's helped me get through it. It sucks. It still sucks. I still get upset. I just don't say it out loud. Why don't you say it out loud? Because it's, there's no good in it. There's no, I mean, I, I feel it. And then I remember, oh, yes, he has, he's at this, he or she are at this emotional state. There's nothing I can do about it. And I take a deep breath and I move on. 
it doesn't do any good, especially if you're saying it to someone else in your family. It doesn't do any good to talk smack about somebody who's getting older behind their back. Yeah, I mean, no, that's I mean, that's not it. But just like the expectations of. Yeah, it's a thing. Well, the expectations are low now. Yeah. That's the thing. The expectations are basically zero. They're what they were when they were a toddler. And by the way, if you if you lower those expectations, there are these really cool moments that you can still have with your parents. That's an important thing to know. Yeah. There are those moments where, you know, you go out to lunch with them and it feels like 20 years, the, the clock's been turned back 20 years and you're joking and laughing and maybe uh, he or she remembers something or they say something that really kind of takes you back to those moments. And you have to like you have to enjoy those moments. Yeah. If you don't enjoy those moments, you're you're going to get stuck up in so much frustration and guilt that you won't be able to get through it. Yeah. That's that's how I feel. That, that actually like really um it leads into the next question from Darcy Shriver about how much to share with your kids on what ages to start sharing more in terms of our own issues as parents, mm-hmm. whether mental illness struggles, relationship issues, um even as simple as tragedies in our town about how, what to share with our kids. On the on the note of your parents, our kids without even they heard us talking enough. And by the way, kids are so perceptive. They're really smart. They are really, really smart. And we did finally have a conversation with them maybe a year-ish ago. And they're like, oh, we know. And, and they and they enter it with just like sweet open hearts about like, hey, okay, so this is what's happened. When we, when we moved them in right. to the facility where they live now, I'm like, this is what's happening with their brains. And hey, uh, it's genetic, so get ready. No, and no, I didn't say it like that. But just say it like it's, and they can't help it. And if, they, if they're not remembering you and that sort of thing. And they already know. And in terms of what we share, because I've been very open about depression, anxiety, I talk very openly about how um, I'm having an anxiety day. And so the other day we were, we're we've been going through something um, with an ex, a member of our extended family, and it's just been been something that's been more difficult to process. I was having an anxiety day, and so I um, I got irrationally upset at the kids. <laughs> they were they were being kids, but being total turds in Target. They were yelling at each other. Did you do the the angry step that goes? Dum, 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 dum. Hang on, let's do it again. It starts. It goes. I couldn't because and then you plant your final leg and then you. And then well, you let I couldn't it go. because I was in Target, but I did oh, do the yeah. quiet. I turned and I'm like, "You were so ungrateful." And I'm like, "I can't believe you're acting like this." I like I I was like that quiet yell like through the teeth because I was there like buying junk for them and. <laughs> So I get in the car and I like close the door and I turned around. I looked at them and I was like, listen, guys, I am really sorry with how I behaved. You were not they were kind of bickering at each other, but it was not worthy. My reaction, what they did was disproportionate. It was a trigger. It was a trigger yeah. in which I I reacted very poorly. So I, I was like, I am sorry for how I handled this. Here's what's happening in my brain right now. I am feeling very anxious about what somebody I love is going through. And what that means in my brain is that everything gets turned up to 10. If it's normally a two, it's now a 10 in my brain. And that it, there is a, a switch that flips and I am really sorry. I'm going to work really hard at this, but maybe there's going to be a time in your life when you're going to feel the same way. Take deep breaths. And we talked about like, it, it just, it got into a conversation of like, 
how can they deal with it if that comes up? And then I ask them, I'm like, have you ever felt like this before? And you know, and Lola, before she takes a test, sometimes gets gets some worries. Penn Charles sometimes gets some worries and he doesn't know why. And I'm like, well, that's what that is. You know, and he's nine. I'm like, that's just, a. we're going to, it's the worries and you, everything's going to be okay. And you're brave and strong. And even if it's not okay, we're going to give you the tools to deal with it. So we talk a lot about just mental health in this, in this family, just because I don't want them to come into this that feeling like if they got that from me that like the the feeling of somebody standing on your chest that like and not know what it is yeah there are definitely signs of some level of anxiety or of attention deficit in our kids i think that's normal i think everyone's got at least a little bit of it none of it's like on the clinical level yet but they certainly need to understand what they're seeing right and not feel like it's something they can't talk about like imagine if that all happened and you didn't talk about it and then one of our kids feels that way and they don't talk about it because they just saw their mom not talk about it. And I think uh, and that is why I'm trying to consciously change my parenting style, which is real, real hard, which is I think the very best thing I can do for them is give them this independence and know that like, hey, I I can do this and have some confidence of like, I, I, I am equipped to handle this situation. So in in a job situation in their 20s they're going to be equipped to handle it because I've let them work hard I've let I've I've showed them how to work hard I've showed them how to take care of themselves I've given them the confidence that they they can take care of themselves I am really trying to equip them with those strategies but also create an environment where we can talk about this openly and say you know what guys yeah you shouldn't have been bickering but my reaction was was not ideal, like it was not perfect, yeah. and I'm really sorry. So, to, so we can have those open conversations, and I think it's helping. What about the, the last part of the question? Uh, tragedies in our town, things that are going on in the world. How do you talk about those? I think we've also talked about. We had a whole podcast with Emily King about anxiety and kids, and um, and that was one of the because Lola again, it's older, and kids know everything. Yep. Kids know everything. And so I read a lot of my news. We don't watch the news anymore, but I um, I read a lot of my news, but I'll have NPR on in the car and there are very brief drive to school. And so they hear enough and they hear me talk about, you know, things I'm passionate about, which is, you know, <laughs> preventing gun gun violence in schools. And when it comes down to it, I know our son, and maybe I've told this before, but like, I know our son knows all about it, like Lola does too, because he had to give a speech last year in his class. And f- forgive me if I told the story before, and he was really nervous and it was really it was really cute. I do this game in my head of what's the worst thing that could happen, right? In any situation that I'm uneasy about or I'm really anxious about, it's what's the worst thing that could happen. And it's always really funny. you know. So if you and I are giving a speech last week and we were a little nervous – and what's the worst thing that could happen? The worst thing that could happen is I could forget my words, you know, something. And then people think I'm terrible. Oh, well, like I'm not going to die. So I asked Penn Charles. I'm like, okay, buddy, you got this. You you can, you know, you can read it off your paper if you want to. But what's the worst thing that could happen? And I really expected him to say I would drop my paper or I'd forget my speech at home and I wouldn't know what to say. And he turned to me and said, well, the worst thing that could happen is somebody could come into my classroom and shoot me. <laughs> 
I'm and not, sorry, I'm not fun- no, it's not funny. <laughs> no, but it, it's just so Ben Charles. Well, no, but he was serious. <laughs> I know. I, like, no, I'm I'm laughing because like I'm imagining this cute little face, and you were waiting for something, and that's what he said. Yeah, because he's. I think I've shown. Um, yes, yes, it, yes. It's. It, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, it, no, but that he was serious about that. I know he was serious but that, about and that. And so that also broke my heart that that's something that's like real to him. Like that could happen. Sure. And it, and it, and it could happen with in the world we live in today. But don't you think he computes the likelihood of that of being very low? But that is. That's not. I don't. It's, it's a calendar invite, honey. Okay, but I don't can know you turn your phone off? Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, guys, yeah. for the ding. So I think that... so Actually, that's, it's a CNN update. A police officer in Italy was stabbed 11 times. Oh, see? Okay. I feel like that's fitting that that okay. just popped up. Uh, oh, my gosh. So I turned... I, by the way, I turned CNN and all alerts off my phone as well. I do think that there's there are ways to properly share the news of of what's happening in the mm-hmm. world, and you do it by age. The issue we have is our kids are very different mental ages lola's 12 going on 27 she is the most mature one in our family pen charles is a it's a nine and a half year old that's a very young nine and a half year old and so the the words i have to use are you know your teacher is always going to keep you safe because i know the teachers are angels and they would they would do that that your school is very safe your school has redesigned the entryway to the school to make sure people can't get in there are doors that lock everywhere know that adults and grown-ups are trying to keep you safe and you're safe so like those the conversations we have and i know that it just has to happen in stages and and then allow we allow like do you have any questions like what do you, what do you i ask like what do you know about it like what do you, what have you what have you heard and it's always something way worse than it is and i don't judge them i don't say like oh i was wrong that's terrible it's like okay i understand how you got to that point but here's what the real situation is and yeah we go from there but it's it's not perfect and every and, and i don't tell them everything by the way I don't I don't share every every little every little thing. Like we landed in California a couple weeks ago for work and the kids were in the car and this, this and there had just been a series of earthquakes. And there is somebody in our podcast group that lives in the town where there was the earthquakes. And so and people offered such great support which I thought was amazing. And but I wasn't going to share that with the kids. I but I did say I said, "Hey, they've earthquakes and here's what it feels like. Here's my friend on my friend on Facebook that lives in LA, here's her cell phone video of look what it did to her pool. Okay, we're going to be fine because it wasn't going to do them any good to know that like the big one could come. As soon as we, the Uber driver, as soon as we landed goes, oh my God, you guys ready for another earthquake? It's going to be a big one. I'm like, oh God, bless America. No. Yeah. And that, that so I took them about two hours to talk them And there the was ledge. an earthquake while we were there and we didn't we even didn't feel, feel it. it. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't a big deal. Anyway. So I, I think my advice, just I'll just say it really quickly, about sharing news about tragedies, and part of this is based on wanting to not do what my parents did, is I try to deliver the information to them in the same way that I did when I was a news anchor for 15 years. To try, <laughs> I do, like to try to be as neutral as Three, possible. Three, two, one. Yeah. One 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 man and his companion. There's always a companion who is killed hiking. Why? Yeah. Why would you go hiking with a companion? Anyway, um, we almost that almost happened to us. Yeah. So it, no, it, it's I, I do I read it and I try to give it to them in a very neutral, just the facts um, format. Try to get rid of all of the gory details. 
and try. <laughs> it's hard for me because I do have a lot of opinions. Try not to slant it too much into what I'm feeling in my heart when it happens. My parents raised me that it was a fact that Democrats were people who wanted to spend money uh, for uh, homeless people and schools and teachers, and Republicans spent money on nuclear weapons. <laughs> what? That was what, like, and, and someone would go to school and I'd say, that's what it is. Like, and Dale, Dale remembers the exact same thing. What? That's what nuclear was, weapons? Nuclear weapons. That was what they, that was what Republicans spent all their money on was that's nuclear hysterical. weapons. And, you know, my, my parents were, were liberals. And I think one of the reasons why I have a very open liberal mind is because of them. But the news was delivered to me <laughs> in such an MSNBC slash CNN slant <laughs> that I didn't even know what the facts were. Um, and so I like I try to be neutral and let our kids decide for themselves like what actually happens. That's funny. And well, but here's the thing: if if the kids turned on the news right now, depending on what channel well, that's it is, why we don't you're going to hear two totally different stories. Yeah. You know, I know we're not talking about politics, but anytime a tragedy happens, politics immediately become involved. So I just remember when I was working in local news, and this was a long time ago when news was a little more normal that you were news was normal you were trained very heavily to deliver nothing but facts and let the people who were watching it create their own facts yeah the, the good old days yeah. the good old days of actual facts that were facts oh uh, that's yeah, like, really funny D- dale actually brought that story up like a couple of months ago and we just we just kind of laughed about it because i mean really wh- who you are and what you believe in is largely shaped by the people who raised you but at some point you should give people the opportunity to have their own opinions <laughs> when it comes to this. oh nuclear weapons the oh, good old days <laughs> the good old days all right can i read one yes this, this is from kathy hip She's starting her family on their own healthiest journey. Thank you, Kim, for helping out with that. A four-year-old and a nine-year-old, they used to eat dinner at the table almost every night. She cooked almost every night, but life happened, and those routines changed to fast food and eating in front of the TV. Mm. They are changing back to how they used to do it, but the kids, especially the four-year-old, are super resistant and combative of like a traditional dinner time with no TV. How do you handle dinner time fights about sitting at the table, eating what is made, Etc. Okay, Penn and I have uh, two different bits of advice. You can yes. do your your bit first. Uh, mine is, mine is is that you you got to bring your A game as a parent if you're going to do that. I mean, you know, it's, this isn't about cooking. Like, make sure you cook something healthy. Put it down there. If they give you flack about like not getting Chick Fil A, just move on. Put it on the table. They're not going to eat Chick Fil A. They're going to eat what's in front of them. They're hungry. They're not going to have a choice. Mm-hmm. So just I would step right over that part. But Bring your A game as far as being engaging with your kids when you're eating. Don't have your phone out. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't talk about things that they don't care about. Don't choose that as an op- choose that as an opportunity to talk to your wife about work. Think of like good, fun topics to talk to your kids about. To me, I like I'm just thinking about things during the day. Like that'll be a good thing to talk to our kids about. Listen to them. Let them have opinions, even if they're really silly as a four year old. But be engaging and actually know that you have to do a little work to get a good conversation out of a four-year-old and a nine-year-old. Yeah, so we, I, and I've, I've always threatened to admit a card game called Eat Your Food, where we ask, like it's a card game that you Love can win, this. and part of it involves like just eating your food, because our son actually will talk so much that he won't eat. But questions we always ask was, what are, we, what are you grateful for today? And it, and it kind of 
makes makes it so they have to pay attention in their day. And it could be something so silly as like, I'm really grateful that the mail arrived on time, or I'm really grateful that I got a close parking spot at Target. Like it's not, I mean, it doesn't have to be profound, but you get some good answers out of that. And then what question did you ask today? So we really want to encourage our kids to ask questions while they're at school or of people. So we're working on Lola with Lola on um, asking questions to people that aren't us. And so down to like what you have to ask the lifeguard what time the pool opens. Like the, our, our son will talk to anybody. Our daughter ha- is is learning some life skills about how to talk to people. So like at, encouraging them to ask questions. Um, but then in terms of like healthy-ish and getting them to sit at the table and to get our kids now – and it has taken a long time, have good eating habits. But I also give them some, 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 I mean, some days it's like you get what you get, but there's always one thing on the plate I know they'll eat. So I think that I can do some like fabulous like pork recipe with it's, you know, our favorites like Asian lettuce, pork lettuce wraps. And they, they'll eat them, but I also know that there's some rice in there. Like they'll eat the, – so worst case, if they hate that for some reason and it's too full of – like for whatever reason they're not going to eat today, they'll eat the rice. So I try to have like at least one thing on the plate that I know that they will eat. And when I'm doing meal planning for the week, I do give them some choices. Like, hey, this night, do you want asparagus or carrots? And like I empower them to – and I, this is also like – trying to change parenting style is empowering them to make decisions. So even on a very small level of like, uh, you know, dinner this night, do you want this or this? Do you want this or this? And they have to, they have to make that decision. And when they make that decision, then they are more engaged in eating it. Again, it's like a work in progress. Our kids are nine and 12 and it took, it took years before our son touched a vegetable. And it's, I feel like we wasted a lot of food, but it's a rinse, repeat thing and just do it over and 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 over again. They only have to like it once. And then, and then yeah. all the, one day it works and they're like, oh, and now it's working. So it just keep at it. Yeah. Uh, if none of the conversation, like, what are you grateful if they're, if, if none of that works, I would keep it that. But every once in a while, you can throw them hypotheticals. Those are always entertaining. Oh, no. Like, Penny's would, really good at this. Like, would you rather? Yeah. Like, would you rather do this or this? Sometimes they Give can be example, funny. Ben. Well, I mean, you could do a serious one. Like, would you rather be a teacher or a doctor? Like, would you rather save lives or, or teach? Save people? lives. Or save, save lives, lives or, or, or mold lives. Like, that, those are the, the two um, things that what, I would put in. You, you do some good funny or, ones. Or, like, would you rather have your feet where your legs are? Or like constantly have a bloody nose, like just the things that <laughs> things like that. That just came off the top of my head. I don't know, bloody nose. That's and, so funny, right? But those are like that'll that'll get the kids going because it makes them laugh and it's kind of gross. And yeah, those. Yeah, so that's Penn, that's my A game. Like Penn I always really, have those in the back pocket. Yeah, Penn is good at the comic relief at the dinner table. I try to like get them to think seriously, and obviously they're bored with me. I think about that all the time. I'm like, when you aren't at dinner for whatever reason, our dinners are a lot less boring. Or a lot less Wait. interesting. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. A lot less interesting. Um. Well, that's okay. I I think, like you said, you're actively trying to change your parenting strategy, and this may allow you a little more. We're going full circle here. Leeway to be the fun mom. Mm-hmm. Let them make their own mistakes. Let them uh, fail on their own and see how they fix it. And that way you can just relax and be fun. Cause I know you're going to be able to do that. You're not going to helicopter. You're not going to get on that website and order the rain boots the next morning. I already did. 
How, were they like super expensive, like no. polypropylene or something? Or no? <laughs> polypropylene. Just... Okay, next question from Beth Berry. I truly believe that Lola and PC are perfect. <laughs> but if they did misbehave, how would you discipline them? How would you deal with teen back sass, the kid who takes the phone to bed even though when he, it's a no-no? First of all, Lola does have a phone, but we take it at night. Yeah, this I'm going to lay out for this one for you because back sass is – I mean, we're, we're, we talked about this last podcast – I am having a tough time figuring out how to communicate with my daughter because a lot of the sass is, it seems to be based on, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret situations. No, so she, um, but I would say, well, we'll just t- stick to misbehaving. They, I have to say, we we do have good kids, but they are not perfect. And the issues we deal with our nine and a half year old is that, he, you know, he will, he wakes up before we do. So he'll sneak into our room and grab the iPad and play Minecraft or, or Roblox or something for an hour. And he knows that that's, you shouldn't start your day with like an hour of screen time. He's like hiding in his room. So then the punishment must fit, which, which means like no screen time for the day or, or whatever it is. I think that Lola's currency right now is access to her phone. So if she gives me some attitude, which again, I, I will say our kids, they are sweet kids. Um, but all I have to do is take the phone away for the week or a weekend or whatever it is. And that's that's been work. So I, I kind of hit him where it hurts, which for both of them is screen time. I just take it away. Yeah, it, it's... But man, disciplining your kids stinks. Yeah, it sucks. It's not, and and there's been some frustration on our end on how to do this. And I think one of the reasons why is because, and this is a much lower level than like a serious adult problem, but both of our kids are backsassing as a result that I think that they both have a little bit of an addiction problem. Totally. As, as children. And for um, for Penn Charles, it's, uh, it's, it's screens. It's like playing Roblox. And for Lola, it's like her phone. And I'm saying that because I've I've noticed them like concealing it and hiding it at times and finding ways to do it when we don't know about it. And isn't that like the first sign of addiction mm-hmm. that they're that someone is like hiding something? Yeah. Well, he knows he's not supposed to do it. So it's um it's a hundred percent addiction. I, I mean, I've talked about this. I have an unnatural weird dependency on my phone. Yeah. Like I don't leave a room without it, and it's so bananas and bad. And I'm I am really well, trying to. I mean, you can leave it now because now you have a, a watch that syncs I with know, your phone. I know, so it's, it's always with it's you. It's always with me. Um, I know. So I I have to like pot kettle black here, but um, yeah. So we kind of just hit him where it hurts, which is. But I have to say, it's it's no fun disciplining, and it's no fun. You know, it's just no fun disciplining your kids ever. Um, but you. You really, really, you have to set the guard. And I think they want that. Like, was it, we had a guest on the hair, like, they want you to be there at seat, the seatbelt. Like, they're going to test it. Like, it, it kind of gives a little bit, right? Like, you, like, they kind of want to press up against it to make sure it's still there. And you, you have to be there and you have to be consistent with it. Yeah, because if there's no seatbelt, then it just, they turn into, what? I'm trying to finish the metaphor. They I'm go through waiting. the windshield. Like, how do they go through the windshield. That's the great. Windshield That's a great metaphor. of life yeah so we are good on time <laughs> uh we could stop talking now if you want or we can we we have a lot more questions i feel like we answered more questions than we read 
Okay. Uh, because we'll just we'll just talk your ear off. That's our thing. I know it's our and I love um, I love this community and this group. And you should search uh, the Holderness Family Podcast Group. It's a really sweet community of people. Um, it's over ten thousand strong. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And then we're also on Instagram at the Holderness Family. And uh, if you can screenshot and tag us, I always do my best to comment on those because as we've established, I'm addicted to my screen and I'm always on my phone. But Penn, I should say, is also on Instagram. Tell him your Instagram handle. It's is it double chin penstagram or double pen chinstagram? Am I allowed to look it up? Yeah. Can tell tell him why this started. It's, it's double chin penstagram. It started because Kim told me that I needed to grow my Facebook audience. No, we're talking about Instagram now. Sorry, Kim told me that I needed to grow my Instagram audience. And I looked on Instagram and it was all like people taking duck face photos from a really high angle and and then doing like yoga at public parks and <laughs> in fields of sunflowers. Yeah, fields of sunflowers and like juicy steaks and like what? beer, their what? toes at the beach. Like lots of intentional, but whoops, I didn't mean to, like cleavage shots, like just weird kind yeah. of decisions that people make to make them look better than they actually are. And then all these filters. And so I, w- I just decided opposite. opposite. I decided to do opposite. So it, everything yeah. is at a terrible angle. It's it's called, it's, I just had it's it It's double chin penstagram. It's double chin penstagram. And so everything is a double chin photo with a chin pun. So it's something like, um, this place could use a renovate chin. I tagged the locate chin, but it's not showing up on GPS. And then people, the comments of it, my favorite thing is the comments. It's like, all about trying to come in with they, their own. Their own chin puns. So yeah. it's heavy on the chin puns. There are other double chin photos and accounts out there. Are there? I, are you serious? I think there's a couple. None of them have the, the pun game that we have, though. And that's really the fun is, is you know, the, chin puns. The, the engagement. So go follow him there if you just need a laugh. Yeah, and, why not? Why and not? then, um, um, yeah. And we love you. Um, we love this community. And I love you, Penn. I love you, baby. You're very good at giving advice. Like, you could do this for a living instead of once every three months. You're, good, you're a good mom. Well. Good, good decisions. Making good decisions. Um, except for the weird boot thing this morning, but we're not going to. That's my little way yeah. to helicopter from afar. Okay. Right. Until next Tuesday, Karen, bump it up to eight. I know you're on the treadmill. You just took my... That was my... No, it's okay. Big go. You do it. It's too late. No, you do it. It's fine. No, you don't want to. You're going to be past the Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.